This week on the Tech Night Out Live, we'll feature a special encore interview we did with Josh Centers of Tippets, covering the recent Apple Media event. A little bit later, we'll hear from Andrew Orr from the Mac Observer. We've got all this and more this week on the Tech Night Out Live. Josh Centers, the managing editor of Tidbits, is also the author of Take Control of Apple TV. Now. It kind of sort of looks here that Apple is de-emphasizing Apple TV and simply licensing technology to its competitors and TV makers. And we hear more and more about those things. So, for example, with all the major TV makers are going to have AirPlay 2 and probably an Apple TV app. They're working with Roku and Amazon. What gives? Well, first of all, I don't think the hardware is going away. If you asked me a few weeks ago, I would have said, yeah, the hardware is probably going away. But as of right now, the purpose of the hardware at this point seems to be, well, A, just so Apple has a foothold somewhere in the living room, and B, also as a living room gaming device for the Apple Arcade service they're about to roll out. Yeah, it is interesting that they're shifting. They seem to be shifting Apple TV from hardware to a service you know what they used to call the tv app on the apple tv now they're starting to call the apple tv app and as you said it's going to be on uh, or should be on all the major tv manufacturer sets um, and, and now they've said that's going to be on the amazon fire tv and it's going to be on roku so that's that's pretty exciting if you know apple tv isn't your favorite hardware device in the living room i think this is all just a symbol of Apple's shift to services. I think they've done the math and they've they've seen that there's more money to be made in expanding iTunes and Apple TV as a service than there is in selling $200 black boxes. Also remember, too, that more and more TVs have decent, adequate, smart TV features where you can get most anything but Apple's services without having to buy an extra box. So the only way Apple gets in there is to have its own AirPlay 2 capability and the Apple TV. Now, as I mentioned on last week's episode, I did talk to the PR guy for Vizio, which is one of the TV makers that's going to offer the Apple apps. And he said that all Vizio TVs from 2016 on with a smart cast capability will support this feature. They've already gotten beta. I think it's Samsung is getting it first. I think they're getting it this month, if not this month, the next month. So, yeah, this is rolling out pretty quickly. By the end of 2019, we should see uh, some sort of Apple compatibility on all the major TVs. Another interesting thing, too, is iOS 
2 introduced a number of improvements to AirPlay as well. And as you mentioned, that's another leg of this is that these TVs are getting AirPlay 2 support. And so Apple has finally made it so AirPlay video is more reliable, where like if you, if you switch right from an app, it doesn't stop playing, it keeps playing. And uh, they've added Siri... Apple TV controls to the phone so you can you can tell Siri on your iPhone to uh, play something on an Apple TV and it'll do it. Also there's going to be there's lock screen and uh, control center controls for AirPlay content. So it's going to be um, AirPlay 2 is going to be a lot more competitive with Google's Chromecast. And so that's interesting too. It's, it, it's so uh, Apple's really embracing the fact that a lot of people are perfectly happy with those smart TVs. And like I said, I think there's still a place for the Apple TV hardware, but I think Apple's definitely putting a lot more focus on the service end, and to that end, they're embracing uh, these these third-party TV set manufacturers because that, I mean, that's just the current reality. You know, At the price point they want to sell TV boxes at, uh, people just aren't buying. What's the realization that came with the iPod? that they had to have a Windows version, and that was the magic bullet. That's where it gained traction and became so popular. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and this is a potentially huge expansion opportunity for Apple because, you know, as you mentioned, um, iTunes content, and I think they're, they're probably moving away from the iTunes branding entirely, but, you know, the iTunes TV and iTunes movies, you would buy them on iTunes or on your iPhone or whatever, and then really your only choice to watch them on your TV was uh, to buy an Apple TV. But then, of course, Movies Anywhere came around, and that made it so your movies weren't locked into one service anymore. They'd sync over to uh, Amazon or Google or uh, you know some of these other services. I, th- I think that kind of pushed Apple's hand, too. You know, Apple didn't have the, the lock-in they once did, and, and the entire industry very quickly moved in that direction, so, which was interesting because that was all um, spearheaded by Disney. So, and, of course, Disney not, is now going to be competing with Apple in the streaming space. So there's a lot of interesting dynamics here. And I, I think a lot of it's just Apple just, um, uh, you know, trying to g- regain its footing there in, at all. Well, remember, Apple started this business. We forget that. Yeah, the uh, the original Apple TV, which I, I didn't, I never had one because uh, it just didn't make a lot of sense for me. But yeah, I mean, you know, iTunes, movies, and TV. Yeah, I think was if it wasn't the very first thing of its kind, I think it was the first one that actually took off. So um, yeah, they were first to this, and uh, you know, and. Perhaps the most successful, I don't know, but the you know we're getting to the point now where the content creators themselves are also starting to become um, the distributors as well. Like you know, D- uh, Disney is going to come out with this um, Disney Plus service this, this year, and so that that's going to change things dramatically. And so you know, I, you know, I, 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 you know, there's a lot of uncertainty about it uh, about this entire industry. And I think even more so than there was just a few years ago. Um, so you know, if anything, things have gotten muddier instead of clearer. Now remember, Disney took over the 20th Century Fox film and studio and TV shows, the news networks. New York Post and Wall Street Journal are still separate. 
companies. But that means by acquiring those properties, Disney now has 40% of the motion picture industry, 40%. The other consideration is, of course, that Disney content, and I assume 20th Century Fox content, will disappear from Netflix. So Netflix will be offering less, and most of my favorite shows are the Marvel shows that will no longer be on Netflix. It may give me reason to permanently delete Netflix. Yeah, I think Netflix is in a lot of trouble. And a lot of people don't, you know, don't believe me when I say this, so you get kind of mad when I say this. But I really think in five years, uh, you know, I'd be surprised if Netflix is around. Netflix, in a way, has the same problem Blockbuster did when Netflix hit the scene. And I don't think Netflix quite understands what, what's about to happen to it. Or maybe they do. They've gone billions of dollars into the hole trying to produce their own content. But I don't think they've produced anything that in the long run is that compelling. And and as uh, luck would have it, uh, if it's luck at all, depending, depending on how conspiratorial you might be, um, it seems like the Me Too thing hit Netflix harder than any individual company. Of course, that's not the main consideration in all that. But, uh, you know, it's something I noticed. You know, I took out Kevin Spacey, which, of course, that was one of their uh, House of Cards, one of their big shows. Uh, I took down Danny Masterson, who uh, was uh, one of the stars of The Ranch, another Netflix show. Uh, there's a few other ones. I'm thinking of, but Netflix, just in a couple of years, has lost uh, a lot of shows, or they've had to majorly retool a lot of their shows. Like you said, they lost the Marvel shows. They've lost House of Cards, which is probably was already on its last legs anyway. Um, but now, you know, I think House of Cards had already jumped the shark. Okay, oh, yeah. got Jeff Centers of Tidbits. He's the managing editor over there. A lot more to come. I'm Gene Steinberg. You're in the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Heart disease is on the rise. Clogged arteries, high blood pressure, and high cholesterol levels may not be fully detected by you, but the symptoms are there. Loss of energy, blood sugar spikes and drops, poor circulation, and irregular heartbeat are just a few of these that can alert you that something is wrong. Hear how heart and body extract is making a difference in thousands of people's lives across America. My blood pressure has normalized. My diabetes has totally improved. Everyone is telling me now how much healthier I look, and I'm 
naturally never going to how much healthier I feel. I recommend heart and body extract to everyone. Anybody over 40 in the North American continent should be using this product as a preventative to keep their cardiovascular system healthy. Order your two-month supply today by calling 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. Or order online, hbextract.com. Heart and body extract, 866-295-5305. Or hbextract.com. We depend on our drinking water supply daily, but where does that water come from? Your water provider encourages you to get to know your local water source so together we can protect and preserve it. The investments we make as a community to protect our water source now ensure we have a sustainable drinking water supply for the future. Visit drinktap.org to learn more. This message is brought to you by the American Water Works Association and your local water provider. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow. And like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat. I would flip-flop all night long. I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented MyPillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. MyPillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster, and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed. It's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow night owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. If I sound kind of weird, I have some kind of weird head cold. I can barely see out of my right eye. Gosh, I sound like I'm crippled. No, I'm not that bad. I think I'm pretty good for being 117 years old. I don't look a day over 118, they tell me. You know, very complimentary. But let's continue here with the discussion of TV and the TV streaming services where things are changing. Of course, you have Hulu, which is what NBC... And I forget who else is on there. And then you've got CBS All Access for the CBS shows. But the only thing they offer that's compelling is Star Trek Discovery. And there's going to be a show featuring Captain Picard with Patrick Stewart after the Next Generation stuff. I have no idea what they expect to happen there. 
Yeah, they have that, and they also have uh, that new Twilight Zone with Jordan Peele, which I've I've heard is really good, but I haven't seen it. But remember, is it worth spending a monthly fee to watch three shows or two shows, whatever it is? And that's the problem we're going to see here. Now, I like the way the CWTV does it. For, I don't know, a couple of months, all the shows are free. You get the ads, but all the shows are free. The only issue there is after a couple of months, they fade out. They're gone. But then they go to Netflix. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, I first heard about the, the CBS All Access thing. Now, I haven't watched Star Trek Discovery and what little I've seen. I don't know, it just doesn't look like to be my taste. And I don't really watch a ton of TV anymore myself, but uh, I don't know. It seems to be working, either that. I mean, I don't know if it's making a lot of money, but, you know, it's been renewed for, a, you know, a second season, and CBS seems content to keep it around, so it must be having some kind of success. Now, I think what a lot of people do, for that show in particular, is they will subscribe. Maybe they'll follow the show, you know, as it's broadcast, or uh, what, what I'd be more likely to do is, you know, just wait until the end of a season, subscribe for a month, watch the whole thing, and cancel. Uh, you know, and maybe CBS is okay with that. I don't know. It's, uh, I would love to know what the behind-the-scenes economics behind that are. Well, it's a sure thing that a year from now, the industry may be different. Of course, we have Apple. What is Apple going to do? We had upfronts with Apple. That was what they had on the 25th of March. They called mm-hmm. them upfronts. They introduced the stars, provided a few trailers, and said, look, this wonderful thing that's happening. What's it cost? I don't know. Will any of it be free? I don't know. It'll be announced this fall. The thing here is I suspect Apple is also still trying to find the best route because that route may be different now than it might have been a year or two ago. Yeah, it was it was interesting, uh, the format they used. I mean, I was tweeting and, and talking in uh, in our Slack channel, and, and we were talking about how um, how weird it all was. And, and Michael Cohen, one of my cohorts at Tidbits, and he actually lives in Hollywood, you know, we both came to the same realization. These are upfronts. <laughs> and I think the, the the real purpose of that wasn't so much to get the viewers interested in it. I, I think it was a message to Hollywood, and I think it was a two pronged message. First of all, it was a message to the actual working people of Hollywood who've had kind of rough go of it and a lot of uncertainty. And it was to say, "We're here. We have a lot of money, and we can hire you. <laughs> we have jobs for you." And, and I think the other message was to Hollywood executives. This is the thing. Ever since Apple bailed out the music industry, the content industries, including the music industry, haven't seen it as Apple bailing them out. They see it as Apple taking them over and Apple ruining the music industry, which I think is just nonsense because the music industry is practically doomed before Apple came along. But anyway, so the the problem has been Apple's received a lot of resistance when it tries to do anything with video, anything in another medium. You know, if Apple wants to expand to services, you know, they're going to have to get past that stuff. And so I think this uh, event was very much about showing how much power Apple can amass without any help. Because, you know, like two things in particular, they brought out Spielberg and they brought out Oprah. And I can't think of two more powerful people in Hollywood than Steven Spielberg and Oprah Winfrey. So, of course, they had Jennifer Aniston and uh, Reese Witherspoon, a lot of, you know, very high-level, powerful people. And, you know, and it was just Apple saying, look, we don't need you. Would you like to do business with us, or do, do you want us to just run over you? Also, remember that upfronts for TV networks and cable networks, that's for advertisers to show the new shows. The public obviously gets to see what's going on, but it's not for them. 
This here, it was kind of a hybrid. Apple wanted to show you what it's doing, but also alert Hollywood. Look at these people. I don't care so much about Oprah Winfrey. I think Steven Spielberg has power, but his best films are behind him. J.J. Abrams, well, he's doing that last Star Wars film. He didn't do so well with the Star Trek series that he took over. He directed two of the three films. There probably will not be a fourth Star Trek film because Chris Pine wants a lot of money because he's now famous because of Wonder Woman. And of course, his father was prayed by Chris Hemsworth. He lasted 30 seconds in the first film and they wanted to bring him back for some reason, but he's Thor. So he wants more money. He's Thor. Or he's getting sore if they allow him to do this kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah, they brought J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams' whole thing is he he kicks off a series and walks away and you know somebody else's mess to fix but you know then that again it's it's uh apple showing how much hollywood power they can amass on their own it was very much a join us or die sort of event i think you know because i mean look we have the we assemble the most powerful people in hollywood either get on board or get steamrolled i think that was the message apple was sending to hollywood right there it depends on what they're going to do so we don't know Okay, now we did talk about Arcade with Peter Cohen because he's a gaming guy last week, and we were glad to do that. We've got the News Plus, and right now I do use news. I just don't think there's enough content in Plus to care about it because I can still get what I want. Yeah, the the problem, uh, we had a tidbit through that really uh, nailed, uh, really put the, the nail on the head. Well, he said, uh, you know, it, they, they say they offer all these magazines, but what do they really mean when they have, when they say they offer a magazine? Like, for instance, um, you know, the Wall Street Journal, of course, uh, isn't the full Wall Street Journal. It's like a curated version. But but here's the catch. And uh, Julio Heda Zapata is writing an article for Tidbits right now where he, where he uh, explains this t- little trick. If you find a paywalled Wall Street Journal article, and most of them are paywalled, and you share it to the news app it will it will open in news if you're a news plus subscriber and it will open the article so the article may not be surfaced in news but or news plus but it's accessible if you know how to access it it's it's a very bizarre arrangement and then another uh tidbits reader uh who's uh who subscribes to the uh i think the print version of the new yorker maybe he does it through a library it's the electronic version he compared the news plus version to the actual print version he said yeah they're different there's um like uh there's sections missing there's there's uh things that have been renamed for reasons he couldn't figure out so uh that's one of the more bizarre things about news plus and my understanding with news plus is that they only have about two hundred thousand subscribers right now we're Um, gonna have more about News Plus, with Josh Jean, you're in the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today.
The United States of Empire is a book that claims the United States is the empire of the world. George Washington had warned us against foreign wars. The United States of Empire shows that World Wars I and II left England broken. Its former colony, the U.S., had to save the empire. Was there ever a vote? Who do we fight for? The deep state began with World War I. The United States of Empire by James Dunn. Available at Amazon Books. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. USA Radio News with Wendy King. In a surprise turnaround, it looked like a horse named Maximum Security won the Kentucky Derby, but that's not what happened. They disqualified it. They did. So for the first time in the history of the Kentucky Derby, the horse that crossed the line first has been disqualified. After the objection, Country House wins the Kentucky Derby with Flavian Pratt at 65 to 1. With those odds, someone made a bundle. The call, courtesy of NBC Sports. Maximum security was disqualified for interfering with other horses. Illinois officials say one person is dead and two others are missing in an explosion and fire at a chemical plant. The rescue and recovery teams are shoring up the damaged building so they can safely continue their work. This is USA Radio News. Does your business spend $500 a month or more on gas and electric bills? Did you know by making a simple free phone call, you can save up to 25% on your bill every month? What could you do with a 25% savings on utility bills every month? Energy deregulation is now available in your state. Making one simple phone call will show you how we can lower your gas and electric bills instantly. With no changes to your bill and no enrollment fee. This is a free service. The only thing you'll notice is a lower bill every month. Call U.S. Power & Light right now. Learn how easy it is to lower your utility bills for your business and save money. We promise. So if you spend over $500 a month on your gas and electric bills, please call right now and unleash your savings. 800-941-3381. 800-941-3381. That's 800-941-3381. Hi, my name is Lily. My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam. Well, they say this Uncle Sam guy wanted them to pay him like a gazillion dollars and they didn't have a gazillion dollars. So they called this company they heard on the radio called the Tax Doctor. And the Tax Doctor worked with Uncle Sam's people. I think they're called the IRS. And they're able to work it out so my mom and dad didn't have to pay Uncle Sam very much money at all. So now mom and dad are happy and I I'm happy too. Thanks, Tax Doctor. If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-985-1610. 800-985-1610. That's 800-985-1610.
Drive with Gene Steinberg. It's the Tech Night Owl. Because you never know what's going to happen next. Josh Centers of Tidbits. And we're talking about Apple's new stuff, his new services, and some of the issues about News Plus. And we know that the Wall Street Journal is going to offer a more consumer-oriented version of the content. So all the business stuff, all right, stock markets, all the stuff that people get from the print version or go online and go through a paywall, it won't be there. That's going to be interesting what that is. And that may create a problem for all the other content. How much of these hundreds of magazines are you going to see through News Plus? Again, news is enough for me. I don't have any more time. So forget about it. I think News Minus, actually. Anyway, let's move on. The previous week, Apple kind of sort of caught up with some of the hardware that hadn't been updated. We've got a new iMac now with... A six-core, eight-core processors in the 27-inch version. And I saw Apple Insider did a benchmark, and the base, the most powerful version in single-core is faster than the iMac Pro, but in multiple-core, it's a little slower. But you see where we're getting there. So obviously, Apple's going to have to start speeding up the iMac Pro then. But imagine when the first iMac came out, in 1998, did you think 21 years later there would be a version of this iMac with a 27-inch ultra-high-definition screen, 5K, super-high-definition, whatever you want to call it, and 8-core processor, and all the other bells and whistles, lots and lots of RAM. All this on a computer that originally was based on notebook parts with a CRT. And it's still based on notebook parts uh, in a lot of ways, but yeah, it's it's had an amazing run. It's definitely been one of the banner products of the second Jobs era and beyond. Uh, it's really stood the test of time, and and really, um, you know, there are so many Mac models that I'm kind of down on, but the the iMac I still wholeheartedly recommend. Now I will tell you uh, one thing I do recommend. Now I have the 2014. I have the first. Retina 27-inch uh, 5K iMac. Uh, it's held up very well, but if I get a new one, hopefully I'll get one in the next couple of years, I, I highly recommend getting SSD only. Uh, the Fusion Drive has treated me well, but here's the problem, is APFS, which is the new file system that Apple introduced in Mojave. This iMac doesn't run Mojave, and you're about to learn why. Uh, APFS does not play well with spinning hard drives or with Fusion Drives which is a part SSD, part spinning drive. And so my recommendation for anything Mac is uh, these days, because of APFS, you know, go pure SSD, spend that extra money. I'm not entirely sure on these new 27-inch models if you can upgrade the RAM. I think you can, but uh, <laughs> fact check me before you order. But I'll I tell you what, it should be the same should, as the yeah, one you have. The bottom of it check it it's very easy to upgrade ram on the 27 inch the 21 and a half inch forget about it now i will have to say this apple's still putting fusion drives 
with APFS because that's a standard file system on the new iMacs. I have an iMac from your era with a Fusion Drive. It upgraded to APFS. It's fine. It's working fine. Sure. Okay. I might try it on this one, but I'm going to tell you. Remember, there was a problem with the first release that contained APFS, and it didn't support Fusion Drives. So the next year, Apple got that fixed. Well, now I'll tell you, um, Michael Cohen and some other people I know who who have Fusion Drives and who have, or, or, or in some cases, I think Michael just have just has a spinning disk, have had some very bad performance with with APFS. And yeah, there could be some other factors too. Just in general, look, as much as I like the Fusion Drive, uh, even I have trouble with it sometimes. Sometimes it, it part of the reason I haven't upgraded from High Sierra is I feel like Apple finally got the performance right where I wasn't getting beach balls all the time. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not messing with this system <laughs> until I replace it. I have a version of Mac OS that runs smoothly. Uh, I don't have to do you know anything else to it. And uh, I'm pretty happy with it. So I'm just going to leave it alone because uh, this is my production machine. I have another machine that runs Mahana, so I'm not out of the loop. You know, that's, uh, that's my own personal recommendation. Go SSD everything. And also minimum of 16 gigs of RAM uh, in any Mac you get. And in the case of the iMac, yeah, you'll save a small fortune uh, by doing your own RAM upgrade. And the RAM upgrade, it's like you said, there's a little panel in, in the bottom. Uh, it's it's really easy to do. You don't have to you know look at a whole lot of circuitry or anything. You don't have to crack anything open. It's uh, very easy to do. So that's that's the way I recommend going on that. It takes you five minutes. That's it. Yeah. Five minutes. Very, very easy job. Now, changing the RAM on the iMac Pro is a pain <laughs> i'll tell you about that it's a pain <laughs> like that now the other point to mention here with the newest operating systems the only thing i see with apfs i don't think it's that i see an occasional beach ball but i have one backup drive that is a little shaky it's a very old one and i mean to put together a little extra money and get a new backup drive because now i can get a four terabyte backup drive for what 20 cents or something like that i forget yeah, they're not quite that cheap, but um, you know they're uh, they're pretty inexpensive. That's the other thing too. My backup software, I use um, Carbon Copy Cloner, and I haven't paid for an upgrade that let me do APFS. And uh, so I'm I, so I either have to upgrade or I have to switch to Super Duper. And I'm kind of thinking about switching to Super Duper because Carbon Copy Cloner wants a upgrade every year. Super Duper hasn't charged for an upgrade in years. You know, I may switch to that just because it'll it'll save a lot of money. Yeah, they got to charge for things, got to keep them going. You know how that is. Anyway, we had the iPads and the iPad Air, and I'm kind of confused about this. So the iPad Air is basically the iPad Pro with a slightly smaller screen, two speakers instead of four, the non-X version of the A12 processor, and some other odds and ends. But you're getting what for two hundred dollars less? No, three hundred dollars was it? Four ninety nine compared to seven ninety nine. Three hundred dollars less. You're getting what ninety percent of the iPad Pro. It's kind of like the iPhone ten R, which is three hundred dollars cheaper than the iPhone ten S. But you get ninety or ninety five percent of the glory. So I don't understand the iPad Air at all. They didn't mention anything about the entry-level model. I do not understand the iPad Mini 5 at all. I don't think it's worth it. Um, 
You know, I think if you're the kind of person that likes the iPad mini, I mean, it's probably welcome. But yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense because you can get the base model iPad for 329 and the mini. And this is the bizarre thing. Apple historically has always equated larger screen with higher price and more processor, right? So the iPad mini is just a shrunk down version of the regular 329 iPad, but it's what, 399 So yeah, I, I really wouldn't recommend it for most people. And I, I get the feeling Apple might be kind of reluctant to even sell it at all. But there are some people who are, and I guess maybe enough people there are diehard fans. Now, I will tell you what's interesting is, uh, it you know, we think it might be a sign that Apple uh, could come out or update the uh, uh, the iPhone iPhone SE. They might come out with a new iPhone SE or or something like it. Uh, you know, maybe they're acknowledging that some people do want a smaller device. So I think it's kind of interesting from that point. But if uh, you know, if there's somebody out there who wants a smaller iPad that supports an Apple Pencil, more power to them. Now, what I find odd uh, is that they all they're all uh, supporting the original Apple Pencil. So now you have two Apple Pencils that I don't think it's like. I'm not, I'm not sure if they're advertised like Apple Pencil One, Apple Pencil Two, but it's it's, it's confusing in any case. Um, and and I personally think the original Apple Pencil is a pretty flawed product because you know what's not confusing are these announcements. More to come with Josh and Gene on the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Have you heard the warning from the dead doctors don't lie guy? I'm talking about Dr. Joel Wallach. He says if you have a four-inch medical chart, if you take prescription drugs for high cholesterol or high blood pressure, arthritis, joint pains, or other health issues, the medical profession is failing you. They're using you for an ATM machine. That's what he says. He has a free lecture revealing what pharmaceutical companies don't want you to know. There's been groundbreaking research and discoveries on how to effectively treat or eliminate over 900 different diseases naturally. And it's all in his free lecture called Deadly Recipe. You want it free? Call him toll-free at 855-79-YOUNG. You ready? 855-79-YOUNG. Dr. Joel Wallach, the dead doctors don't lie guy says there's no reason why we shouldn't live to be at least 100 and have a great time getting there. 
Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off-the-grid mobile survival bug out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. Warning, if you're drowning in debt you can't afford, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to pay it all back, because you don't. What the credit card companies don't want you to know is that there's actually a way to get debt-free without paying off your entire debt or going bankrupt. If you have $5,000 or more in credit card debt, you now have the right to let us settle that debt for a fraction of what you owe. For free information, call Credit Associates now. 1-800-959-5759. We'll even show you how much money you could save. If you can't afford to pay off all your debt, do not let the credit card companies trick you into thinking that you have to. Call Credit Associates now for free information on how to get debt-free faster than you ever thought possible without debt consolidation or bankruptcy. We depend on your success and offer a guarantee so there's no risk. For free information, call now. 1-800-959-5759. That's 1-800-959-5759. 1-800-959-5759. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Just visit startlivingyoung.com and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state-of-the-art global health company with over a billion a year in sales. They'll provide all the tools you need to succeed. Visit startlivingyoung.com today and click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Your destiny awaits at startlivingyoung.com. know what's going to happen next? Well, here's the Tech Night Owl, live with Gene Steinberg. So we're continuing to try to justify the existence of an iPad Mini 5, where Apple, out of the blue, Updates this, like, you know, I guess we should update this. You almost get that impression. This stuff was introduced with press releases, even the new AirPods, because Apple was pushing services the following week. I do think at the WWDC, we might see an upgraded iMac Pro. I'm getting, with all the eyes, I'm getting uh, <laughs> frustrated. A new iMac Pro and perhaps unveiling what the Mac Pro is going to be like. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, it's over, overdue for that, aren't we? Well, it's 2019, and you have to think business-oriented machines would quite likely be available for introduction during the WWDC. The other thing is here, when is the next generation Xeon going to be out? Is it out already? They may be waiting on chips from Intel, which, you know hasn't been as convenient or as reliable as it has been in the past. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. But now I, I will tell you, there there is a real problem with the iMac Pro, the existing one. Um, I'm actually, uh, I've been editing an article by Jeff Duncan that's uh, about to come out in, in uh, tidbits. It should be out net by the time people listen to this. And uh, he talks about the T2 chip in the iMac Pro, which is a, a, a supposedly it's a security chip. 
really what it does is stop third-party repair. But anyway, so there's apparently a problem related to the T2 chip where it causes, if you use USB audio devices, um, as, as a lot of professional audio people do, it causes like little hiccups in recording. And, and Gene, you're a radio guy, you're an audio guy. You know how disastrous something like that can be to professional audio production. So, you know, and this is, and that's who these, that's for, it's for like audio producers, people like that. So just imagine you have some famous musician in your studio and he's laying down a track and something goes, beep, you know, makes like a noise, and, you know, and that's in the track and you have to say, hey, oh, hey, could you, could you do another take on that? I'm sorry, my computer blip. Yeah, you but know, I think uh, here, I think you can get rid of that blip. You think you can get rid in, of it? In post, sure, you can get rid of it. Maybe in post, yeah, I don't know. But in any case, now Jeff is is a professional musician. He's, he's a lot of things. He's a coder, musician, freelance writer, and uh, he's he's pretty irate about it. So I'll, I'll take his professional opinion on that. You know, it's it's definitely not something. It's definitely something you that's undesirable in a five thousand dollar professional machine. And I don't know. There's a lot of things with Apple, especially with the Mac line, like this keyboard thing. This keyboard thing keeps getting worse. It's a stubbornness. There's just a lot of stubbornness on Apple's part. I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. I don't know what the fix is. Well, I, the fix to me, I think, would be pretty simple. <laughs> you know, maybe not cheap, but simple. So I don't know. Well, at least Apple has kind of sort of caught up with the Mac, except for the professional computers, which I still expect for this summer. So there it goes. In terms of iPhones, I'm hearing, you know, weird stories. But nothing that's going to get rid of the notch. I am not a fan of notches. Yeah, I'm increasingly less enthralled with it. Well, it's also frustrating when you see, you know, Android phones or various phones from China and uh, they don't have a notch or they have a very small notch or it's like a circle or like a little dip instead of the big you know, huge notch. Now, I, you know, I don't know all the, the trade-offs are there. You know, you might be better off with a big notch. Maybe you're getting, you know, maybe it's all the Face ID sensors need that. I don't know. Like, I, I didn't mind it so much at first. The more I use my iPhone 10, the more tired of it I get. That being said, I, I really like my iPhone 10. It's held up very well. I've had it for like a year and a half now. I'll be due for an upgrade. Well, technically, I'm due for an upgrade every year, but you know, I'll have it paid off in September. And, you know, I, I don't have any problems with it, so uh, it's it's been a pretty good phone for me, and it's still pretty plenty fast. Well, as a matter of fact, we have an iPhone 6s lying around here with iOS 12. It's plenty fast. Yeah, iOS 12 did a lot to make those older phones faster. A lot of old stuff lying around here. My wife has an iPad Air 2. And it runs perfectly fine with iOS 12. And that's a machine that came out in 2014, by the way. Okay? So the one she has has got to be close to five years old now. Although we got it refurbed and cheap and whatever. But considering that, these things hold up forever. Yeah, I think that's kind of been a curse for Apple because uh, they've had a hard time selling... <laughs> selling enough new iPads, right? They, they, they've kind of struggled with iPad numbers, but they really do last a long time. You know, I've had uh, three at this point. I had an iPad 2, an iPad Air, and a 10.5-inch iPad Pro. 
the iPad Air still runs uh, fine. And then, uh, you know, I haven't booted up the iPad 2 in a long time, but I'm, I'm sure if I charged it up, I could probably get it going. I mean, the software would be outdated, but, you know, hardware-wise, it you know, probably still be okay. My sister-in-law has an iPad 3. Yeah. It works. Yeah, I know people... I know people still using iPad 3s, you know, iPad, you know, similarly old iPads. I always like to mention this after the new introductions. On two or three occasions on this show, Brian Chaffin of the Mac Observer has suggested the Mac Pro when it's introduced. And the reason why it's taking so long is it will be the first time Apple uses its own processor. Take that for what you will. What do you think? I mean, could be. There, there's something that's delaying it. And and for those of us who just want a just a box that has a, a processor in it and is just basically a normal PC that we can fiddle with, it's not a good sign because it wouldn't take that long to assemble something like that. Something like the Cheese Grater Mac Pro. Um, you know, I get a, I get a feeling we're going to get something way more over-engineered than that unfortunately um something that yeah that could be somewhere they could they could introduce that um you know i I don't know i i mean i I do know they're working on arm processors they have been for some time you know and that isn't a big that shouldn't be a big shock to anybody now as to whether you know they have firm plans to move the mac to arm i don't know whether that ever happens i don't know i do know it's something they've been investigating um and you know they'd be crazy not to be investigating it but you know it couldn't tell you if a switch will happen what form that will take or when you'll see it and also i would question whether apple would take its most critical professional computer that professionals need for work for which they are paid. They're paying a pretty penny for this computer. They're possibly paying something in five figures for a well-configured one. Why would they take a chance on a new processor? And the answer is, I can't see it. I think if Apple's going to introduce it, it's going to be on the cheapest machine, maybe the MacBook. The MacBook hasn't been updated. Make that the first machine to install an A-series chip. Yeah, I, th- I think that sounds right. Um, you know, and it would make the most sense because, you know, that's where you want the battery life. That's where you want the less heat. That's where performance isn't as key. You know, to me, that would make the most sense. You know, it's, it's going to be hard enough for Apple to, repl- to use an ARM chip to replace Intel. Totally doable at, at that level, though. But it's going to be a lot harder to replace Xeon processors with their own silicon. I think that's that's a much taller order. So yeah, I think you're probably right on that, Gene. Well, you know, I don't want to say that Brian was wrong. It's a very unique kind of theory. I'm interested in seeing where it lies. You Apple, know, this new, this new Apple, I can never tell what they're going to do. <laughs> it's really different, what's going on there. Now, This is kind of embarrassing for Apple. They were going to introduce something called Air Power, some multi-multiple charging pad or something. And it was announced, what, to be available one year, it didn't show up. And finally, finally they said, you know what, we can't do it. How often does Apple ever say, I'm sorry, we can't do it? You know, I... 
we've asked people we and, and you know tidbits uh you know we have a lot of old school mac users and we couldn't we couldn't think of a single example of apple ever doing this uh, if they have it's been a really long time um so uh yeah it's it's pretty embarrassing i, I would love to know what the story is uh, behind it because uh, uh, they've been better off not announcing it at all than to, to, than to announce it and then have to just kind of give up on it let's not give up on this more to come on the tech night owl live for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors. Classic science fiction at its best. Available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R O C K O I D S.com. Homemakers. Groceries by mail ships free. Try our amazing bacon. It stores in your pantry. No refrigeration required. Our value-added packaging provides a 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Always price less than grocery for your everyday use. Savory and delicious. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Welcome back to Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, it's Uncle Gene. Yeah, it's him. So Apple has that embarrassing failure, but it'll be in the headlines for three seconds. I don't think anybody cares at this point. You want to get a charge? There are products out there that can handle it. So that's where it's going on there. There's an article here saying Verizon now offering free call filtering to block telemarketers. I got an email from AT&T. They have such a feature too. 
Yeah, AT&T and T-Mobile offer uh, something like this. There's a lot of pressure from the FCC to get the robocall situation under control. And you know, I personally get three to five of these calls a day. Now, it seems like ever since I, inst- uh, I set up the Verizon call blocker, I get like two a day. So it's an improvement, but still, it's still pretty bad. So, yeah, if you, uh, yeah, if you go to tidbits.com, we have this article where I tell you how to install this uh, this filter and uh, it is free to activate there is a 2.99 a month uh, subscription you can you can buy uh, that enhances it somewhat lets you customize a spam list things like that but you can get some basic level protection for free now uh, this works through uh, Apple's call kit and there's a lot of other apps that that use this technology you know the advantage you know if you're a verizon customer uh you know if you get something you know similar through, through your carrier you can uh like i said it's it's free you know most of these charge something to use you know i i recommend so you know, if these things are driving you nuts it's an easy way to uh protect yourself from these things i don't have it in front of me but at&t scheme is there's a free version and then there is an optional version that is not free. Yeah, that's that's my understanding with AT and T and T Mobile as well. But it's you know one of the, it's hard for me to write about things like that because I'm I'm pretty much stuck to Verizon, and so I, unfortunately I don't have test phones from other carriers. You know there are some organizations where they have just you know all kinds of test devices from different carriers and and things like that. And unfortunately, uh, I'm limited to what I have and. The only, literally the only carrier that works where I'm at is Verizon, and I don't even have Verizon reception at my house. Uh, I depend on Wi-Fi calling. But yeah, if you have a free way to, to filter these things, I highly recommend it. Even though, like I said, it's not 100%. There's a, there's a protocol they're working on, an authentication protocol the carriers are working on called, and I'm not making this up, I swear, it's called Shake and Stir, or, or maybe it's Stir Shaken. But anyway... It is a. Uh, it was done op- by someone who favors Bond, James Bond. Right. Yeah, obviously. Because see, part of the problem with this is these spammers will spoof a phone number, and it's very easy to do with our antiquated phone system that was, you know, designed, you know, in the '60s or before that even. And so, you know, I, I've gotten you know many a pr- profanity-laced tirade before because uh, you know well, these spammers will call somebody. And, and they finally had enough of these calls and they call and, and so they call the number back. They used my number and, you know, like, Hey, whoa, whoa, I, I didn't do it, man. <laughs> and it takes them a minute to realize that they've been had, you know, I've done the same thing. Cause I'll, I'll get like a missed, you know, I used to would get a missed call from what seemed to be a local number. I call them back. I'm like, did you call me? Like, no, I, I haven't called anybody. So yeah, that, that's a real problem. I don't, I don't think it'll stop. The robocall thing but at least uh maybe it'll stop the um identity theft aspect the one i got this morning is a typical microsoft one this is microsoft your license no longer works for your pc call this number to get it fixed of course i use a mac and i would think that if there was a problem there how would they know the personal phone number if you gave your phone right. number to Microsoft, they're not going to call you. Microsoft doesn't call you, but these people find unwary victims enough, obviously, to justify this thing. Yeah, it affects a lot of uh, elderly people, unfortunately. I get them all the time. 
about a, some something about a student loan. I'm like, I hate to tell you, I don't have a student loan. I you couldn't you couldn't give me a uh, student loan. <laughs> so you know, no, thank you. I, whatever it is, not interested. I get the calls occasionally. Well, we got a great homeowner refinancing deal. I say, I do not own a home. Where did you get my name? Yeah. <laughs> and, and one person called using a trade name that I haven't used in like 12 years. So they must be taking a list from what? The early 2000s or the 1990s and trying to see whether that list works in 2019. These people are dumb. But I agree with you about the caller ID spoofing. I mean, I once got a call from me <laughs> because it was the same number. And of course, the contact list in my iPhone identifies that number as me. So I called me <laughs> to talk to myself. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard from a tidbits reader who uh, got a spam call that said it was from her mother. Well, if I got a spam call from my mother... I would think it would come through the Ouija board. Right. Just saying. Anyway, I want to talk to you about one other thing, which, of course, is the Apple Card. Apple okay? Card, yeah. Apple Card. Goldman Sachs getting together with Apple to set up a credit card. Now, obviously, it's supposed to be more secure. They're going to have a scheme there where if you want to buy something online, it will generate a one-time number, card number, that you can use with that vendor. And no other vendor can use it. It's going to be, what, for Bloomingdale's or Amazon or something like that. Somebody else tries to use it, too bad. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting features here. Jeff Porton wrote um, a really interesting article tidbits uh, that went into a lot of details about it and uh, I, I think there's probably a good reason to think that this will this will introduce this will bring a lot of change to the industry because there's a lot of very uh, consumer friendly features with the Apple card that that you know regulate that you know want to be regulators have been calling for for some time but haven't had any ability to actually demand and you know like one for one thing it'll tell you exactly how much you're going to pay an interest um you know if you if you don't pay off the full balance you know it lets you easily calculate that so there's a lot of good stuff there i'm, I'm kind of torn on apple card because on one hand it's um it is a very well designed product from everything i've seen and it has a lot of what i think are going to end up being very good things for every credit card customer um on the other hand uh i'm not sure this is exactly what apple will be doing and i, I think it's also a sort of a transparent money-making scheme and it's also you know and i'm kind of a libertarian-minded guy but at, at this point you know, you know i've laughed at you know elizabeth warren talking about breaking you know splitting apple off from the app store i think that's silly but now when they start having their own credit card and they start kind of acting almost like their own bank i know they're working with goldman sachs but i mean they're inching ever closer to that that starts getting to be a whole other level of power and and that starts making me nervous too so i i have uh i have some very deep conflicts about that but for now the apple card is going to be a thing i haven't decided whether i'm going to sign up for it yet um 
Although, you know, that's the thing, you know, on the surface, you'd almost be stupid if you're an Apple customer to not sign up for it because you get 3% cash back on everything you buy from Apple. Um, so that's pretty, that, but I mean, I did the math, you know, and really 3% isn't just, isn't that much, you know, in the great scheme of things, um, you know, it's not that much of a discount. So, um, you know, I don't know. I'll probably, I'll probably give nothing else just so I can, I can test things with it and, and write about it and be knowledgeable about it for the sake of my readers. But I'm, I'm very leery about it. I'm very skeptical of it. I also wonder what kind of credit requirements, whether if your credit is iffy, mm-hmm. Apple will consider you. we got more to come. One more segment with Josh Sanders of Tidbits on the Tech Night Owl Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. The reviews for Extendivite are amazing. Here are some from Amazon. By Christine, great for heart palpitations. By Anne, before I started using this product, every afternoon, my ankles and my hands would be swollen. That doesn't happen anymore. So if that part of their advertising is true, I have to assume that the rest of it is also. Not to mention that when I had my yearly blood test, only a few weeks after beginning to use this product, my cholesterol had dropped over 30 points. I'm going to continue to take it. By Croc, I love this product. It really works. By Brad, works great. Thank you. Tell us your story. Get your Extendivite today. To order, call 1-877-928-8822. That's 1-877-928-8822. Or visit heartdrop.com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Anytime, any place, anywhere, radio remains the most intimate of all forms of media. At home, at work, in the car, on smartphones. Over 90% of consumers still listen to radio every week. That makes choosing radio as a place to advertise your business one of the best decisions you can make. Email advertise at GCNlive.com and partner up with an experienced GCN representative. Advertise at GCNlive.com. Easy, affordable, effective. 
Okay, so a watch is good and some jewelry. Better grab some flowers, too. Hey, what you doing? Uh, Mother's Day, remember? Oh, yeah. So I'm making lists, got to plan a trip to the store, then need to save all the receipts in case she wants to return. Uh, you know there's an easier way, right? I'm guessing you do? Yes, and I'm going to show you the easy, quick way to shop for mom and save 30% at sunshine-pillows.com. Ah, pillows. Mm -hmm. Great idea. Oh, not just pillows. Sunshine-pillows.com has the best selection of custom heated neck wraps and heated neck pillows. She always says she has stress. And aches and pains, right? Look, they have hot and cold therapy products. Ooh, it says we can buy any select combo up to $150 uh -huh. and get 30% off. Yep, just use this promo code MOM30. You know, for a little brother, you're pretty smart. Get something for every mom on your list and save 30% when you spend up to $150 on any select combo. Now through Mother's Day only at sunshine-pillows.com. Use promo code MOM30. Sunshine-pillows.com. Your complete line of therapeutic pillows and pads. Would you like to get back that full head of hair from years past? Now, there is Reveal. Beverly Hills celebrity dermatologist Dr. Nathan Newman took nearly a decade to develop Reveal from natural botanicals to return to a full-body head of hair. Reveal for men and women with a 30-day money-back guarantee at GCNLife.com or toll-free 844-443-6637. 844-443-6637. Reveal at GCNLife.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have any thoughts or comments about the Tech Night Owl Live, please get in touch at news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. Looking for past episodes? We've got hundreds at technightowl.com slash radio. That's technightowl.com slash radio. Or subscribe on iTunes. What is this European Union? They go their own way. They pass a copyright directive. What is different about it? So, yeah, they passed something. It's called the, um, the full name of it is the Copyright and the Digital Single Market Directive. This isn't a law itself, but basically it's a directive for European Union countries to pass laws to fulfill this directive. Okay, so there's two articles in it. They're very controversial. Um, there's Article 11, which requires licenses for nearly all online use of news content. So for instance, you know, let's say tidbits links to a New York Times article. Well, if we want to be compliant with European law, we, we need to have a license from the New York Times to link to that content at all, which is crazy, right? And I'm not talking about using the content, I'm talking about even just linking to it. And then you have Article 13, and Article 13 is really crazy. Every platform is liable for users sharing anything that's copyright infringing, like Reddit or Tidbits Talk, you know, our, our discussion board, you know, we're, we're going to have, we, we're required to have some sort of filter involved. What's probably going to happen is Google is probably going to be the ones that profit from this, even though Google fought this thing tooth and nail, because the one company I see best poised to implement a, a filter like this is Google. It's kind of a crazy requirement. And so I think it's some serious overreach by the European Union. But the European Union, look, I've talked to Europeans, and they, they firmly believe that Europe should be ruling the world. And so that's that's what the European Union is. And don't accept any other excuses. I mean, this is you know, this is an attempt at world conquest because these these laws, just like the GDPR, which a lot of people celebrated, but, you know, they, they try to make it so that every company in the world has to abide, you know, has to abide by these. 
Now, I can't tell you what the tidbits plan is. The EU countries have two years to implement this, these laws. And there's also, of course, going to be court battles. And it's one of those things we'll just cross the bridge when we get to it. Now, I know tidbits and take control both did a lot of work to make ourselves GDPR compliant. For tidbits, it wasn't that big of a deal. We're pretty careful about private information in the first place. You know, whether we're compliant with this or not, you know, I, I couldn't tell you, but that's that's basically the gist of it. So if you want to link to news sources, you have to have a license from wherever that source is. And then uh, if you have anywhere like a forum or user share content, you have to have some kind of uh, filtration in place so they can't share copyrighted content. And the copyrighted content, that could be a lot of different things. Like if they have a meme that includes like a screenshot from a movie, oh, guess what? That's that's something you're, you're supposed to filter out. Um, a lot of people have criticized Article 13 as uh, basically regulation against memes. You know, I understand the desire of copyright holders to control how their works are distributed. A link? A link's a good thing. Yeah, and, and, and that is the that that is the reasoning the, the European Union gives. They say it's all about protecting artists is really what they get down to. But I and the Electronic Frontier Foundation isn't the least bit happy about this. They've been sounding the alarm about it. They actually said the the version they eventually got passed was actually somehow worse. Um, than, than it was before. And so, you know, my own, I guess, conspiratorial take on it is that, you know, there have been a lot of memes that have fueled the worldwide populist rebellion that we've seen. You know, you mentioned Brexit. Of course, there's Trump. There's the yellow vests in France. And these movements have spread online through the use of memes. And so there's a lot of people that think that this is... They're trying to clamp down on that. They're trying to clamp down on the, because, you know, many memes shared online use some sort of copyrighted material. Uh, you know, one famous example is the the Pepe frog that became sort of a symbol of the alt-right in, the, you know, in 2016. And the original creator of that comic, you know, used his copyright powers to try to shut that down, largely unsuccessfully, I might add. So that would give someone like him, uh, and I can't think of the artist's name off the top of my head, that would give someone like him a lot more power to uh, to control how that's used. So, I mean, I, I do think those critics ha- have a point. Now, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I'll, I'll leave it as an exercise to the listener. But, you know, that's that's just sort of all the, um, the different things being discussed around Articles 11 and 13. The unfortunate thing, and uh, Cory Doctorow, who uh, used to be uh, pretty tight with the EFF, and he blogs at Boing Boing. Uh, he's been pretty outspoken against it. I mean, and this is, it's going to be a real crimp in user-shared content. I think that's, that's just the long and short of it. Last things coming out of the EU, plus the daily fine against Google. How many billions of euros do they owe now? I've lost track. Seven-something? Yeah, something like that. Six or seven billion. There was, it was just was 1.5 billion uh, for uh, oh yeah for um, they didn't want to advertise other search engines in, in their own ads and I think they have to pay one one and a half billion dollars for that and in that case that's probably just the cost of doing business right they probably made a lot more money from that decision than that to you know pay the EU but yeah <laughs> you know a lot and a lot of this stuff let's be honest a lot of this stuff with the European Union. Uh, they're not big fans of our tech companies and a lot of that's just sour grapes because Europe doesn't have the sort of 
tech industry the United States does, and they've always been kind of bitter about it. In any case, this is a very crazy world out there, and it will only get crazier before it gets normal. There is nothing normal about this. <laughs> At least now they're the new normal. Pardon? What's well, like they did in the movie the Young normal. Frankenstein, hey, Abby Normal. <laughs> Remember that phrase? Abby Normal? Yeah. That's when Dr. Frankenstein, Frankenstein, whatever, his assistant, Igor, or Igor, unfortunately takes the wrong brain to be inserted into the cranium of the monster. If anyone remembers that, anyone remember? Young Frankenstein, a black and white film. I don't know if it's on Netflix. It's worth watching all these years later. Yeah, uh, I remember. I've been I, waiting for the world to go back to normal since 9 12, 2001. I don't think it's happening. <laughs> it just gets weirder and weirder. All right. Josh Sanders, tell our listeners, please, if they're really, really curious about the things you do, where do they go? <laughs> tidbits.com. You can read most of my work there. You can check out my books at takecontrolbooks.com. You can hire me for our bar mitzvahs and birthday parties at joshcenters.com. And if you're really brave, you can follow me on Twitter at jcenters. A lot of fun. And we're going to be looking forward here to how Brian's predictions, Brian Chaffin's predictions at the Mac Observer Fair, will Apple come out with a product, a Mac with A-series chips, whether it's a Mac Pro or otherwise. Anyway, Josh and I will not make a bet over it. Right? Josh Sanders. <laughs> Thank I'm you for not joining a betting us. man anyway. Say it, say it again? Yep. I'm not a betting man anyway. <laughs> Nor am I. When I go to a casino, the rare time that I go to a casino, my betting budget is $20. Josh Sanders, thanks for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Thanks for having me, Gene. You are listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Fellow patriots, my name is Todd Savage, founder of BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Like you, I was a prisoner of the alt-left sanctuary state until one day I chose to lead my family to freedom. Today we live on a sustainable 20-acre homestead where we shoot, hunt, garden, and homeschool our children without the tyranny of the nanny state looking over us. If you're ready to flee the city to the freedom of Idaho or Montana, our Black Rifle Real Estate team is here to help. Go to BlackRifleRealEstate.com. That's BlackRifleRealEstate.com. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at HBExtract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. HBExtract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. USA Radio News with Wendy King. A charter flight from Cuba veered off a runway at Naval Air Station Jacksonville in Florida. It came to rest in the St. Johns River. 143 people were aboard. 
21 people were treated for injuries. WJAX TV reporter. Crews are trying to prevent fuel from the plane leaking into the St. John's River. That's a big concern right now. Crews have been out here for hours. And we expect this to continue well into the morning. Um, once they uh, get this situation under control, then the process moves towards removing the plane from the St. John's River. The plane was carrying military personnel and civilians from Guantanamo Bay in Cuba. A huge explosion and fire has happened at a silicone plant in Waukegan, Illinois. At least four people were hospitalized, and one person is confirmed dead. This is USA Radio News. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-985-1813 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-985-1813 now. Again, that's 800-985-1813. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Bags under the eyes, crow's feet, fine lines and wrinkles are things adults complain about as they age. Now, there's Instantly Ageless. It works in minutes and is great for men and women. Here's Dr. Sonia Bacha on The Doctors. So this is a product we're going to see if it works. It's called Instantly Ageless. And the idea is that it works very quickly. Is you just need a very small amount. And then you apply it to areas where you might be a little bit puffy. I have just looked at what's in this product. And one of them is something called Argyroline, which is sort of a darling in dermatology right now. It's a peptide or a protein that actually relaxes the muscle. It's also called Botox in a bottle. The other active ingredient in this is silicates, which are almost act like a clay. They're minerals and they're making the skin sort of tighter. It's actually increasing the surface tension on the skin to push that herniated fat pad back. Try Instantly Ageless today at GCNLife.com. That's GCNLife.com. 30-day money-back guarantee and preferred price discount at GCNLife.com. What's going to happen next? You never know when you're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. So we have Andrew Orr from the Mac Observer joining us this week, and we have a few things to talk about. And one, I'll preface by this. Once upon a time, we had something called Google Glasses, one of the most absurd products ever designed. I think Google sold them for like $1,000. Was that right, Andrew? Like $1,000 for a product that was meant yeah, something like as a that, beta. Huh? So you paid $1,000 to beta test something. <laughs> and eventually, they withdrew the product for further research. In a sense, the product disappeared. This is typical of Google, by the way. They try something. Remember the Nexus phones? Before the Pixel phones, we had the Nexus phones. Didn't sell so mm -hmm. well. Where are they now? Anyway, you're talking now about something called 
Apple glasses. This is their augmented reality thing, right? Yeah. And we've heard that Apple might be coming up with some glasses for, I think, a couple of years now. We've There has been in the past, which I mentioned in this article, there was this uh, leak document that showed some employees having some health injuries related to this prototype device. And from what it sounded like, people guessed it might have been this prototype AR glass set that they were working on. And so I had this idea last night of what these glasses could be used for, because most people think of things like gaming and maybe getting directions with your Apple Maps. And so I thought um, maybe health could be a feature. With the Apple Watch, the Series 4, it has this EKG now, which lets us have a little bit more data about how healthy our heart is. And so I was asking what health problem could Apple glasses fix? And so I thought maybe they could be working on some glaucoma sensor. In my research, I found out that some glaucoma tests involve shining a light into your eyes. And that workplace injury report I mentioned, that came out in 2017. The injury was related to this prototype device shining a laser in someone's eyes. And I thought maybe those two were connected. So, I mean, obviously Apple would have to make it so that the laser doesn't hurt our eyes. So this is nothing like LASIK. <laughs> do you have LASIK? Did you ever explore it? Or do you have perfect vision? Um, no, I have regular old glasses. <laughs> I have regular old contact lenses. I've thought about LASIK a few times, but right now I think I'm too old. Oh. Yeah. It's using some kind of surgery. It takes 15 minutes for both eyes, it says here. And they have two kinds of LASIK with an IK and an EK. Can LASIK make you go blind? Oh, okay. Which says here, the truth, there has never been a case of blindness as a result of LASIK eye surgery complications reported in the United States. The risk of going blind from a LASIK complication is actually comparable to the risk of blindness from wearing contacts. Mm. You know what? That's interesting. It says here that it's around since the 1990s. I don't know. I think I'm too old for LASIK. I think it'd be nice to get it. I just don't know how expensive it is. Yeah, we have to look at the prices. I heard it being advertised for two fifty. I don't know if that's per eye. It is not something insurance would pay for because it's cosmetic, basically. Unless, of course, you know, oh, you have right. even with vision coverage, it's not. It's cosmetic. I think here's one as low as two hundred twenty dollars an eye. Something is weird. There's something weird about these prices. Anyway, why are we talking about? We're talking about Apple glasses. Okay, so it might look for glaucoma. Could it do, in theory, an eye exam on you? Um, maybe. I'm not sure. I guess it just depends on how well this these lasers and the glasses work. Um, in one of the tests that involves shining a light into your eye, it's supposed to be looking at your optical nerve and seeing, like, maybe something that's wrong with it, like... I don't remember what it said, but there was a couple different tests. And so maybe, you know, that was just a guess on whether the lasers and the glasses could do it. I think it can do a lot of things with these glasses, but you said augmented reality. 
define augmented reality mm-hmm. in the sense so basically it just involves having you're overlaying digital things over the physical world and uh, apple's iphones already have this technology called ar kit and apps can use this to build you know different ar features so one example would be a game you would open up the game on your phone and then it would use the camera to to have like this real live stream of your your surroundings and then it would place these digital objects and make it look as if they were actually on your table or the floor it's really interesting and there are other applications with it like apple also released this measurement app where you use your camera to like measure things and you'll get a display on the phone that says how many inches or feet it is it's pretty cool you know i was just looking up lasik by the way there's a place that advertises 220 dollars per eye listen to the trick here that is prescriptions up to minus one with less than 0.50 diopter of astigmatism that's like barely nearsighted by the way my prescription is on my right Uh, eye of contact lenses minus 6.50 and left eye minus eight so instead of 220 dollars it's 1999 dollars per eye inclusive of lifetime assurance plan talk about deception (laughs) all right just let you know that you hear the 250 dollar thing or the 220 it's based on a very very light prescription it's expensive yeah i'm not sure what uh, my eyes are like what the measurement is but i'm sure it would be more than that cheapest thing absolutely absolutely any case why are we talking about this augmented reality i kind of think when apple gets around to it like apple is always getting the products out after other people do but they seem to find a way to make it work so if there are apple glasses we kind of sort of think this will work the question i have too is with apple glasses could you get them with prescription lenses i mean you don't want to put glasses atop your glasses mm-hmm yeah, I would hope so. There have been a couple of mock-ups where people create a design what they think they they will look like. And one of the mock-ups I saw did include interchangeable lenses. So I think that would be pretty nice. Interchangeable lenses. Let's see. I forget which one it is. I can see things close up. I just can't see things far away. So that's I think nearsighted. that's nearsighted. Yes, it is. And if you look at your prescription, you'll see a diopter measurement minus, and that will tell you how bad your vision is. When you get to something like six, seven, eight, you don't see very well. I don't know why we're talking about this. We're talking about Apple glasses and the possibilities with Andrew Orr of the Mac Observer. I'm Gene Steinberger in the Tech Night Out Live.
for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Do you need a website? Well, you can get a great deal on hosting services with Namecheap's legendary coupon code. They're offering substantial hosting discounts on shared hosting, business hosting, VPS hosting, reseller hosting, and even dedicated servers. Namecheap is preferred by millions. It's backed by a money-back guarantee. Use the coupon code LEGENDARY to cash in on the special deal at Namecheap.com, Namecheap.com. First game attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there's the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at Rockoids.com. That's Rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Do you feel like many of us? All the distractions in the world taking our minds and focus off what really needs to get done day to day? Well, Jeunesse has a dietary supplement called Mind to help with mental distraction and it supports memory function. Go to GCNLife.com now to check it out. You're only at your best when your mind is at its best. Go to GCNLife.com or call toll free 844-443-6637. That's GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional off the grid mobile survival bug out house that's well equipped and custom built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement, you bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family survival to survivalistcamps.com. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and like all of you out there, I had problems sleeping. Pillows would go flat, I would flip-flop all night long, I would wake up with a sore neck, maybe a headache, or feel like I needed a nap even though I slept eight hours. When I invented my pillow, I wanted it to where you can move the patented fill to give you the exact support you need as an individual, regardless of sleep position. My pillow will get you into that deep REM sleep faster and you will stay there longer. It's not about how much time we spend in bed, it's about how much of that quality sleep we get. I do all of my own manufacturing right here in the United States. I have a 10-year warranty. You can wash and dry my pillow, and I give you a 60-day money-back guarantee so you have nothing to lose. And here's my best offer ever. You can buy one of my pillows and get one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com or call 800-870-0305 and use promo code GCN. That's MyPillow.com or 800-870-0305 with promo code GCN. Complement your health with hemp-derived cannabinoid oil. 
We've always believed that the closer to Earth, the better it is for our bodies. Our hemp-derived cannabinoid oil is phytocannabinoid-rich, full-spectrum, and organically grown. Finally, hemp made easy, clean, and effective. GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. That's right, we cut through the red tape. It's now available at GCNHemp.com or call 877-878-4203. What are you listening to? The Tech Night Isle Live with Gene Steinberg. What's going to happen next? You never know. Andrew Orr, associate editor with the Mac Observer. We're talking about our eyesight. And you think here, too, Mother Nature must have messed up. Because a lot of people, myself included, become myopic, nearsighted, very, very young. I was like 10, 11 years old when I needed glasses. My son was about that Mm -hmm. age. He blames me. His prescription now is fairly similar to mine. Now, it's like teeth. I mean, why do all so many people have teeth? problems to give dentists something to do to give eye doctors something to do is this what mother nature planned on let's have people go blind have vision problems so we can sell glasses or seeing eye dogs or something let's make sure their hearing goes so we can sell sell hearing aids (laughs) okay you get my point (laughs) and let's have a dentist so you can spend thousands of dollars for teeth implants like $1,500 a tooth? Wow. You know, there's something is wrong there. I mean, I'm in the wrong business. Anyway, seriously, what do you think about Apple glasses? We're kind of kidding here, but what do you think about Apple glasses? Obviously, glaucoma is important. What else do you think? Yeah, um, well, just going back a bit, uh, one of the things people didn't like about the Google glasses was people didn't think it had a very good design. They just looked ugly. And Apple seems to be pretty good with design. So people are thinking if they come out with their own glasses, they will probably look nice, or at least we hope so. So besides health, you know, I mentioned gaming, Apple Maps. Apple Maps, I think, would be another cool feature. Like I'm just imagining loading the Apple Maps app on your glasses or your phone, and then you you could like see an arrow through the glasses, like telling you where to go. I think that would be a helpful feature. A lot of people want to tell me where to go. I'll let that slide. But the thing (laughs) I worry about when you have things like that, will it distract you? Okay, because right now, for example, if I do an Uber drive or I'm just going somewhere and I have Apple Maps going, I listen to the voice playback. I don't look at my phone. If I'm using... You know, Apple Play, CarPlay. I'm using CarPlay. The LCD display on the car's dash will display that and display directions. But even the car's own navigation system would. But ideally, you don't want to have to look at anything. Yeah. You know, for example, if for those who do Uber driving, and hundreds of thousands of people do, they're using a navigation assistant based on Google Maps, but very descriptive. So you don't have to look at your phone. It'll say, 
continue across on Highway 60. Continue for four more miles on I-60. Continue four more miles. It's basically giving you a progress report. It may sound Mm -hmm. intrusive, but it means it's telling you to stay on that road, get into the left lane, because soon we're going to make a left turn, something like that. It's going to give you a progress report, tell you before you reach your destination that you have to make that turn. It's going to give you enough information so you can feel confident you're going in the right direction and you don't have to look at a screen. So I worry here with Apple glasses, if it gets too intrusive, that's a problem. That's something that has to be tested real carefully. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right now the iPhone has this feature called Do Not Disturb. And I think it might have been last year or the year before Apple added on that. So there's this addition to it called do not disturb while driving. And it uses the iPhone's motion sensors to figure out, you know, if you're in a vehicle and it will give you an option, automatically turn this on and then it will turn off once you stop. And so I would imagine the Apple glasses would have that too. And I'm sure Apple would have very strict guidelines for apps that do get on the glasses, like not ensuring that, you know, there are no ads that cover your whole field of vision, for example. With Google, I would worry about that because that's the big thing here. Also, if you're going to do this kind of thing, you want something that's not going to make you look like an idiot. (laughs) So I would think here, if Apple is designing Apple glasses, they would make it as close as possible to regular eyeglasses, possibly having different frames you know fashionable make it fashionable why should you have to go through all this nonsense make it fashionable this way like the apple watch people would like to have it you're going to have to support correction lenses because not everybody's going to Mm -hmm. afford lasik look what i just did the 220 dollar and i offer is a fake it's bogus it's only people who are slightly nearsighted So Apple would have to provide prescription lenses. I don't know what Google did, unless they force you to get contact lenses, and not everybody wants to do that. And some people can't do that. They'd have to provide decorative frames. So you feel that you could wear it all the time. Otherwise, it doesn't make sense. I'm first going to grab my Apple glasses to go on a trip so it helps me navigate. Oh, I forgot my glasses. What do I do then? <laughs> yeah, um, I think I'm, I'm not sure if the Google Glasses had options for prescription lenses. I thought I saw a couple of pictures that had like sunglass lenses. And that could be another thing with the Apple Glasses too. Sunglasses it, it, it as reminds- well as prescription yeah the movie airplane robert stack plays somebody in the control tower and he takes off his sunglasses and what do you see beneath his sunglasses sunglasses (laughs) i think of that every time you do this or i think of the other thing here which is of course the superman removal of the glasses clark kent does it with one hand this very fashionable removal of his glasses to become Superman, and he opens his shirt, and there's a uniform with a big S. Oh, it's Mm -hmm. not an S. Okay, they say it's not an S now. It means something or other in Kryptonian. Anyway, 
I learned, by the way, from my eye doctor that you got to do it with two hands. Otherwise, you can end up bending the frame every so often if it's a thin frame. Anyway, so Clark Kent must have needed lots of glasses. Anyway, we're just kind of riffing here, but it sounds interesting, Apple glasses. And I think now we have Apple glasses. What about the Apple contact lens? Could they embed all that technology into a teeny tiny contact lens? I mean, the A12 chip is on a 7 nanometer die. How small could they make the circuitry in Apple glasses? Yeah, that'd be pretty interesting if they could do that. I think as, you know, along with being small, they would have to find some way to make it transparent. So that might be the next tech obstacle. Well, it's a sure thing they're not going to come out with smartphones that you could fold for $2,000. Right. <laughs> I mean, some people are saying, you've read about this, right? Some mm-hmm. people are saying, well, they should be praised because of the fact that they should be praised because they tried to do something original. Okay? They should be praised. I think if you're going to do that kind of product, what you should do is produce something that works, not something that will break apart in the hands of the first reviewers who get the product. Forget about the end user who will really use and abuse it. It's like you buy a new car and they give it to reviewers first, of course, and they drive it and the steering wheel falls off. That's kind of like the same thing. <laughs> Didn't they test this damn thing? Excuse the word. I mean, I guess not. <laughs> so I don't think Apple's going to come out with foldable smartphones. It's like a solution in search of a purpose or something like that. We don't need it. Why do we need that? But it gets a lot of press. There are people who will salivate over a Samsung product that does something as perfectly useless. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Anyway, let's move on to some other topics here. Did you at all watch the information about Apple's financials this week? Um, I didn't. I, I had to leave that night, so I wasn't around to cover it. But I did read a little bit of what uh, Brian wrote about it. Let's continue this in our next segment with Andrew Orr and Gene on the Tech Night Out Live. Thank you for listening to GCN. Be sure to visit GCNlive.com today. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. 
It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Blockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. BlockitPocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at BlockitPocket.com or call 888-315-9618. BlockitPocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. Welcome back to the Tech Night Owl Live, where you never know what's going to happen next. And now, here's Gene Steinberg. So overall, this appears to have been actually a pretty decent report because it's at the upper end of Apple's guidance. Yeah. Um, so it looks like they reported revenues of $58 billion for the quarter. This is, I think, 5% lower than it was last year. But Brian said that's pretty normal for what Apple's done, at least at this time of year. And I had read another report saying that uh, iPhone sales are down in China. And this is interesting to me because a couple of months ago, I think it was, there was some news that some Chinese companies were, there was some like disagreement with Apple. And so they were telling their employees, like, don't buy Apple products, buy Huawei products instead. So I wonder how much of the iPhone sales over there were affected by that. The other thing to bear in mind is I heard reports towards the end of the quarter, sales improved, and that Apple was doing some price cutting. Because that's Mm -hmm. kind of what they said, that they're going to look at the price in other countries because the exchange rate was not favorable. And they're going to adjust for that. And that means you get the iPhone for less money. So supposedly Mm -hmm. towards the end of the quarter, it got better. But as we both know, Apple no longer releases unit sales on its products. I mean, they started doing that with the Apple Watch, and people thought it was a huge failure. But every estimate we see is that it's by far the number one best-selling watch in the world, mm-hmm. not just smartwatch. So people are buying Apple Watches. But we only know there's another products category that includes that in AirPods and HomePod and everything. 
So now Apple will say we earned this much from Macs, we earned this much from iPads, we earned this much from iPhones. But you have to guess how many units were sold by guessing what the average sale price was. If you follow me. Yeah. And they've been all over the place. Like IDC was saying 36 million. Other estimates were saying 42 million. You see what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. IDC was assuming a much higher price for the product. What's your perception? Do you think Apple is really doing something bad by not releasing these numbers? Yeah, that's kind of tricky to say. I mean, I think it would maybe put some Wall Street people at ease if they continued releasing the numbers. And it would make our jobs a bit easier knowing how how much of each product sold. But I think the products themselves are still doing pretty well. The last time I had heard, for example, the Apple Watch, I I don't remember how much money they have to make to reach this point, but the Apple Watch itself was like equal to a Fortune 200 company, which is huge just for one product. And I don't know about the iPhone, but there's also the AirPods. Those are doing pretty well, too. Apple just released a new model of those. So I think overall, the company is doing pretty good. Everything that Apple is selling did pretty well, just the iPhone. But obviously, Apple is selling more than iPhones. I did notice something maybe we can talk about further. Mac sales were down ever so slightly. And the reason cited by Apple is the shortage of processors from Intel. Yeah. That tells a lot. Of course, your colleague Brian still believes that the Mac Pro has been this late because Apple is going to make it the first Mac with ARM-based chips. What do you think? Yeah, I think that's a possibility. We've heard that they're making their own chips for a while. I mean, they have the A series of chips for the iPhone. Yeah, Intel is having problems. I don't remember the details, but they're having trouble reaching a certain like nanometer level i think right now they might be stuck at 10 nanometers and other companies have been able to get down to seven i think 14 okay 14 you know that's already kind of difficult there Mm -hmm. so it's 14 and we have to look at that and apple's doing seven for its a series chips And this is really an issue that obviously has to be a concern to Apple. It goes back to the days before the power PC where the Motorola chips they were using weren't scaling up fast enough. They wanted something faster. They went to power PC. Power PC hit a roadblock. Apple went to Intel. Intel is now having problems getting enough chips with the performance and the power efficiency that apple wants so basically intel's got Um, problems they also have problems doing these 5g chips which is why apple settled with qualcomm yeah that was another big thing with intel they couldn't release any 5g chips as well and i think an hour after apple and qualcomm announced their settlement intel made their own announcement saying they were getting out of that business. 
So it, right now it seems that Qualcomm is still the king in this area. I think it was something like four and a half billion dollars in payments from Apple. Apple didn't say Qualcomm didn't, but it's in their financials. It's mm-hmm. less than you thought, but to Apple, four and a half billion is like me giving you 15 cents. <laughs> yep. You know, it's, it's nothing to Apple. It's just, you know, a line item on their financial report. Qualcomm looks good. Everybody likes both because they're no longer fighting each other. They can build product and make money. You know, it's like Apple settled with Samsung. Mm-hmm. Samsung ain't doing too well selling Galaxy smartphones or phones that you can fold in half, but they're selling lots of memory chips and OLED screens. Apple is giving Samsung billions of dollars worth of business. Not having a lawsuit makes them more amenable to continuing that business because there are certain yeah. things Samsung can do that other companies can't. The other thing yeah. here is, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, with Samsung, I think they're still making screens for Apple. So, which definitely, I think, improved the iPhone because I think uh, Samsung supplies a lot of OLED screens, which are found in the latest iPhones now. Well, I know that Apple gets LCDs from Samsung, from LG. In fact, LG, I think, makes the displays for something like the the uh, iMac with a 5K retina display. That's LG sourced. But the point is here is that with OLED, there aren't many sources that have made it work. OLED's still a pretty difficult thing. I mean, you want to buy an OLED TV. Take the TV you want, 55 inches, 65, whatever, double the price. Maybe you'll match the OLED. And why is it double? It's because the OLED display is so expensive, especially that large. So I don't know about you, but that's not on my <laughs> on my shopping list where, anyway. Anyway, the, overall, Apple seems to be doing fairly well. Their stock price has raised their market cap. I think it hit a trillion, then went down to like it's $973 billion now. It's going to hit a trillion again. And I think Wall Street is more positive about Apple now. That they think they're getting past the iPhone sales drop and things are stabilizing. The services are doing well. The other products mm-hmm. are doing well. The iPad had its largest increase in sales in several years. Yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. I um, I actually got one of their new iPads recently, and I really like it. And, you know, speaking of chips, I've seen some, like, benchmark tests saying that it's, like, pretty equal to certain MacBook models. Well, with the iPad Pro, Apple made a claim, and we'll talk about it on the next segment of the Tech Night Out Live. Attack of the Rockoids has been well-received by critics and readers alike. It's a -a thrill-a-minute story you'll never forget. A former U.S. military intelligence officer is haunted by intense dreams about a beautiful woman pleading for his help after a terrible battle in outer space. But the dreams turn out to be true and thrust him into a telepathic love affair with a woman whose faraway planet is intent on destroying the Earth. 
And now the gripping tale continues in The Coming of the Protectors. It's the second book of the Rockoids trilogy, a galaxy-spanning adventure that pits our hapless heroes against powerful, fanatical enemies that threaten the lives of freedom-loving beings everywhere. Attack of the Rockoids and The Coming of the Protectors, classic science fiction at its best, available now. For more details, visit rockoids.com. That's R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S dot com. Jake was in big trouble with the IRS. He owed how much? $92,000. Ouch. And the IRS left no room for Jake to breathe. They put a lien on my house, took all the money out of my bank account, took money out of my paychecks. So it was a nightmare. He needed help fast. I figured that all these companies were the same until I called federal tax management. You could just tell they knew what they were talking about. Right then and there, I felt like I had some hope. Stop the liens, levies, and garnishments fast and qualify for one of several special IRS programs that could reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. So, how'd it go for Jake? They did what they said they would do. They came through for me. I ended up saving an unbelievable amount. I was so jazzed. (laughs) I was extremely happy. If you owe more than $10,000 in back taxes... Take Jake's advice. Give federal tax management a phone call. If they help me, they can help anybody. Call the federal tax management hotline now. 800-503-8625. 800-503-8625. Bacon lovers, we ship free. Try our amazing bacon. No refrigeration required. Proprietary value-added packaging provides 10-year shelf life and protects the leanest, thickest, center-cut, fully-cooked bacon in America today. Ready to eat right from the pouch or warm and serve. Savory and delicious. Wholesale price for your everyday use. Order today at readytoeatbacon.com. Readytoeatbacon.com. Hey everyone, Proactive MD has an incredible offer for our radio listeners only. Stay tuned for our exclusive offer that includes a free charcoal pore cleansing brush and free shipping. Proactive MD with prescription strength adapalene can heal and prevent future breakouts. Today, for just $19.95, we're offering listeners the three-piece Proactive MD system with free shipping, plus a free gift, the new charcoal pore cleansing brush. Get this exclusive offer by calling now, 1-800-583-8662, or go to Proactive.com and enter promo code radio you heard right proactive md plus free shipping and a free gift the new charcoal pore cleansing brush you'll get all this for just $19.95 and their 60-day money-back guarantee you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or you get your money back call now 1-800-583-8662 that's 1-800-583-8662 or go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio again go to proactive.com and enter promo code radio Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, but soon you'll need a plan and place to survive. Forget bunkers. You're not a live-underground gopher. You need survivalist camps, the ultimate fully functional, off-the-grid mobile survival bug-out house that's well-equipped and custom-built to outlast any other RV or trailer. Bold statement? You bet. See them now at survivalistcamps.com. That's survivalistcamps.com. Trust your family's survival to survivalistcamps.com. We'd like to hear from you. If you have a comment or question about the Tech Night Owl Live, please send it to news at technightowl.com. That's news at technightowl.com. 
If you'd like to discuss today's show with fellow Night Owls, visit our community forums at forum.technightowl.com. That's forum.technightowl.com. On the Tech Night Owl Live, Andrew Orr from Mac Observer. And Apple made this claim, if you recall, when they introduced the iPad Pro with the 12X chip. It was faster than 92% of the notebooks sold. I have an iMac mm-hmm. from 2014. Even the regular A12 processor in the iPhone XR is faster. Oh, wow. Think about it. Look at the benchmarks for a 2014 iMac, even with the faster chips. And then look at the benchmarks for the iPhone XR, XS, Max, whatever, or the iPad Pro, which is somewhat faster. And this is in a constrained environment where memory is limited, power utilization is limited because it's got to get as much battery life as possible. Stick that in a notebook without the limitations or with less limitations. How powerful can Apple make these beasts? Yeah, and I think that has to do with, you know, them coming out with ARM chips for the Mac. I'm pretty sure that either the 12X chip or maybe the next generation would be pretty well on a Mac. I think right now the big problem is trying to port Mac OS to work on an ARM chip. So I think that's probably what they're working on right now. Well, remember, iOS has basically got the same guts as Mac OS. So Apple knows how to do that. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't think that's a big problem. I think at this point, the biggest problem would be Intel emulation for older apps. How fast can they make it? How fast can they make the chip so the loss isn't substantial? And what about people who want to use their Macs with virtualization software, Parallels Desktop, for example? VMware. Oh, right. Right. Is there going to be a loss and how much will that loss be? Because there are a lot of people who buy Macs, not just to run Mac apps, but to be able to use Boot Camp or Parallels and run the Windows apps. They've got to have good performance. So how much can Apple scale up those chips? I mean, if they can make them perform faster than 92% of notebooks in a tiny, teeny device, what if it's put in a regular MacBook Pro? Could they double the performance? Uh, I'm sure they could eventually. We're just talking through our hats here. What do you think? I mean, you might be disagreeing with your boss. I don't want to get you in trouble, but Brian's a nice guy. (laughs) Do you think he's right about his speculation that the Mac Pro goes ARM? Yeah, I I agree. I think it will eventually. The question right now is when. I'm not really sure if it will show up in the Mac Pro yet, though, just because those type of computers are meant to be extremely powerful and i'm not sure if apple's chips are up to that task yet i think the imac pro is running some type of special intel chip it might be xenon i'm not sure if apple's chips have reached that speed yet well xeon chips largely are able to sustain a higher load they're server chips you know I mean, oh, if you okay. check if you check your web server, like the web server we have with Namecheap has two six-core Xeon chips, and they are expensive. And if you're doing heavy-duty workloads, it's not just the raw performance, but heavy-duty workloads. Xeon 
is the chip of choice for professional use. That's a pro chip. But then mm-hmm. again, the fastest regular iMac is pretty close. So it's, you know, what do they have now? Eight core i9 chips in the fastest iMac. I mean, we're not far away. We're at the beginning of May. In five weeks, Apple holds its WWDC, and we'll see what they're going to do. If there's going to be a new Mac Pro this year, as has been indicated, we think it would be introduced during the WWDC. That's the perfect place, even if it's only previewed. I mean, WWDC is usually software, but I would hope that they might release a preview of the Mac Pro and just say, we're showing it to you now, and it might be released this fall. I guess we'll have to see. Wanted to ask you something here. Partly, it's a relationship to an article someone else did, where somebody swallowed an AirPod, and when (laughs) they retrieved it from his stomach, it still worked. Yeah, that was a pretty interesting story uh, my colleague Charlotte did. I guess there's this man in Taiwan. He fell asleep listening to his AirPods, and when he woke up, he could only find one of them. And eventually, he figured out that apparently he swallowed it in his sleep, and the AirPod was still in his stomach, but it still worked. I'll give you a corollary. I didn't swallow a contact lens. But our listeners know that I had an eye infection a few weeks back. And we didn't realize this till I went to the eye doctor. I first went to my medical doctor who looked at the eye and it's infected. And he gave me these antibiotic eye drops. Still having a problem with vision. So I go to the eye doctor and they really look at the eye. I mean, they put it under instruments. At this point, the infection was gone, but I'm still not seeing very well. And he says, did you know you have a contact lens in there? And I said, who, what? Because some weeks earlier, I thought I lost a lens. It had slipped off to the side of the eye. It happens occasionally. It's not difficult to get back with like the old hard and gas permeable lenses. It's a little tricky with a soft lens. In any case, oh. it had slipped to the side, stayed there. I developed the infection. And then somewhere along the line, it went back on covering my pupil. And wow. that's why I had the blurry vision. Now, he had given me... A numbing drop because they're going to do dilation and everything to check the condition of my eye. So he just reached in there, pulled the lens off. I didn't feel a thing. Here it is. Here's the lens. We got it. And suddenly I could see. I could see. Oh, my God. And <laughs> it's stuck in my eye. I have the physical lens he put in the lens case. I sent it over to the manufacturer to analyze because they told me you really shouldn't have had a problem where it slips off that easily. It's got to take a lot. And they even sent me a replacement set of lenses, and they're analyzing it, and they're checking with the eye doctor and everything. But that's what I thought of when you told me about this article that your colleague wrote about somebody swallowing their yeah. AirPods. Now, you know, I'm kind of thinking my dog could swallow it. They're so small. And he's a tiny dog. <laughs> if teddy bear's acting weird, did you swallow? I don't have AirPods. I have a Beats headset I'm using right now. I use that for the show. I don't like to wear headphones or earphones. I don't like things in my ear. With the headset, this is the only headset I've worn in the last five, ten years that doesn't make me feel sweaty around my ears. Oh. I'm wearing it now for, what, 45 minutes? I wore it yesterday for three hours straight doing interviews. By the way, you were mentioning to me that in the Mac Observer that 
The Beats equivalent of the AirPods is the Power Beats Pro. How's it going to differ? It looks like something that clips around the, the back of your ear. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so these would be the first truly wireless headphones in the Beats line. There are other wireless ones, but they still have this connecting cord in the middle, so they don't fall off. Andrew Orr and Gene Steinberg on the Tech Night Out Live. for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. Most of you know that heart disease is the number one silent killer in the U.S. What if I told you for just $54.95 a month you could fight against heart disease naturally? At Heart and Body Extract, we've been helping thousands of people get back to a healthier heart. Don't just take my word for it. Check out all of the success stories at hbextract.com. Or to order, call 866-295-5305. That's 866-295-5305. hbextract.com. Don't risk it when you can take charge of it. Hunters, anglers, campers, and survivalists. Get back to nature. Expand your horizons with the highest quality, most versatile, unique slingshots and slingbows on the market at slingbow.com. Slingbow products are compact and models start from just $17.98. They're perfect for your bug out bag or storing in your vehicle. Give yourself and your loved ones the excitement and tradition of Slingbow. A new frontier in archery and truly modern twist on this primitive survival tool. Feel the thrill only at slingbow.com. USA Radio News with Wendy King. A charter flight from Cuba veered off a runway at Naval Air Station Jacksonville in Florida. It came to rest in the St. John's River. 143 people were aboard. 21 people were treated for injuries. WJAX TV reporter. Crews are trying to prevent fuel from the plane leaking into the St. John's River. That's a big concern right now. Crews have been out here for hours. And we expect this to continue well into the morning. Um, once they uh, get this situation under control, then the process moves towards removing the plane from the St. John's River. The plane was carrying military personnel and civilians from Guantanamo Bay in Cuba. A huge explosion and fire has happened at a silicone plant in Waukegan, Illinois. At least four people were hospitalized, and one person is confirmed dead. This is USA Radio News. If you're over the age of 50 and considering buying an annuity in the next 60 days, I have some important news for you. Don't buy an annuity until you understand the pros and cons of annuities. A free book to help you maximize your retirement income from television host and three-time author Josh Melberg has been released. This book reveals little-known truths about annuity strategies in simple-to-understand terms. Grab a pen right now because we are about to offer you this free book that unlocks the five little-known secrets we believe baby boomers and seniors should know before buying an annuity. Call 800-985-1813 now and you'll receive a free copy of Josh Milberg's book, Next Gen Annuity Strategies Revealed. As a bonus, we'll also send you a copy of The Number One Mistakes Retirees Are Making With Their Investments Today and a free DVD on how you can get up to 33% more income in retirement. Call 800-985-1813 now. Again, that's 800-985-1813. Employees of J.D. Milberg Financial have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer.
These are the sounds of someone taking their eyes off the road. Texting while driving is more than distracting. It's dangerous. Do yourself a favor. Do us all a favor. When you're on the road, stay off the phone. A message from CTIA. You're listening to the Tech Night Owl Live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. Okay, so we're talking about the fact this is the first pure wireless earphones. Now, I have a headphones that are wireless, and they're wireless. I can walk to the other side of the room within the Bluetooth transmission range and still listen to them. Mm-hmm. But you're talking here about something that is different for Beats. How so? Yeah, so they have a couple of uh, features that the n- new AirPods do as well. So the old AirPods used this chip called the W1 chip. It was a special Bluetooth chip Apple designed to make it easier to connect it to your phone. And the AirPods 2, as well as these new Powerbeats, they have this new chip called H1. And it's supposed to make pairing with your device more fast. And it also lets you use Siri hands-free. Because in the old AirPods, you have to like double tap on one of them to bring up Siri. But now with these, you can just uh, use the command word to do it. I haven't had the need for Siri. These have one of Apple's chips in it. But this is a Beats headset from last year. And it pairs on my Mac seamlessly. I turn them on, it's paired already. Instantaneously. I turn them Mm -hmm. off, it goes back to my default output, which is the internal speakers with something called Boom 3D. All right? Now, when I turn the headphones on again, automatically switches the output. I don't have to think of anything. Now, I know that Bluetooth obviously works on PCs and Android phones. It's a wee bit more difficult to configure. And these products can work on those devices, but there's more manual stuff to do. Yeah, I don't have an Android phone, but I've heard some people have had problems with trying to pair their AirPods with one. Well, certainly it requires manual steps. I had the other day some AirPod knockoffs, $30 AirPod knockoffs. They look pretty similar to Apple's product. They didn't sound bad, but the pairing operation was treacherous. You had to basically hold down a switch on both the left and right earphones simultaneously to pair oh, wow. it's really tricky you got to do it a couple of times before it works really really tricky and you can see that's the difference between $30 and $160 yeah because with airpods you just like they come in that special case and you flip the lid open and there's this like little pop-up that appears in your device saying they're now connected Exactly. I mean, it's so much different. I mean, I just stick these Beats headphones on the back of a work table here, turn the darn things off, walk away, everything's working. Except, of course, I have to turn on that Boom 3D app, which is an audio enhancement that doesn't really work with the headphones, but works with your internal speakers from an iMac. I want to ask you something mm-hmm. else. An article here 
and you have to explain what you're talking about here. It's about an Alaskan fiber optics network that connects with the continental United States. Is that what it's about? Yeah, so I guess um, people in Alaska didn't really have very good internet connection. I'm not sure why it took this long for them to get it, but so there's this company that announced that there would be this uh, very fast fiber optics cable which I'm, which would physically connect uh, Alaska with the rest of the U.S. And they're saying it would deliver speeds up to 100 terabits per second, I think it was. Of course, that would be for ISPs to use. You don't get that speed as an end user. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, and I guess they're already constructing it, and it's supposed to be completed by the middle of 2020. I'm just wondering here how the rollout of 5G will impact regular ISPs. In theory, yeah, you'd be able to set up something that will match or exceed the speed of your ISP. I mean, right now, where I live in Arizona, Cox is the main provider, also CenturyLink. But Cox offers a system with regular cable wiring, giving you gigabit downloads. But uploads are like 35 megs. And because it's asymmetric. It's called, the system is called DOCSIS 3.1, by the way, for the cable modems. But that was a trick to run more streams and get you the download speed you want. And it's available, I think, at a very slightly extra price. But something like 5G, you get high speed both directions. Yeah. And I know Verizon's trying to do something with it, but I'm not sure here because you read about it, you think it's just going to be for smartphones. Who needs that speed on a smartphone, by the way? (laughs) I can't figure what I need it for. But if you could use it for the home, that would be a revelation. Yeah, I forget which carrier it was, but one of them was um, giving certain 5G I think routers to certain small businesses in certain cities just to, you know, be able to test them out and see how well it works for them. Um, the thing with 5G though is, as far as I understand it, the speeds will be faster, but the part of the radio wave spectrum it uses, I don't think it can go as long of a distance as regular uh, 4G and 3G can. So you would have to have a lot more cell towers. So I think that might be one of the problems they're working on. You'd have to have more, as they say, repeaters. Oh, okay. That extends the signal. I mean, I am not an expert at this, by the way. So I'm speaking through my hat. I'm just guessing that if the signal doesn't go as far, you've got to find ways to spread the signal. Maybe yeah. there's a repeater in your home. You stick this device, it picks up the signal, enhances it so it can spread around the house. Now, in terms of wireless broadband, Sprint, years ago, tried one. A home-based wireless system, and they put this diamond-shaped antenna on a roof. Okay? Like a satellite dish, only it mm-hmm. was terrestrial. It was called Sprint Broadband Direct. And this came out about the time that we were getting broadband here in Arizona. So it 
became effective in the Phoenix area and environs. And we get, I don't know, three, four megabits down, but the upload speeds were like half a megabit, which was fine then. You know, we're talking about 1999 or something. Oh, the pro- okay. the, it's no longer around the system. And the problem is it didn't scale up very well. As they added more and more connections, the upload speed got worse and worse until it was hardly more than dial-up. And I complained, I complained, and they couldn't fix anything. Finally, Cox brought in broadband, I switched over. The thing died after a few years. Although I think some industrial buildings still have those little antennas on top. That was an early attempt at wireless broadband. But for rural areas, you're going to need something like that because there's no way profitably that ISPs can lay this cable in sparsely populated areas. I mean, there are parts here in Arizona, like on the Indian Reservation near here, where people's homes are hundreds of yards apart. How do they get broadband? Yeah, actually, uh, one of my sisters, um, they recently moved in the area um, last October, and they were facing a similar problem. They were right. They live about 50 minutes out of town, and they didn't have very good Internet access out there. So they had to use satellite. And so the satellite guide said that the network that everyone else was using it had reached a you know full capacity of how many users it could have so they had to do i think go with some affiliate of that company so now they do have it but it's still pretty slow we've got more to come one more segment with andrew orr i'm gene steinberg you're in the tech night out live Thank you for listening to GCN. Visit GCNlive.com today. As you know, neighbors, web hosting can be pretty cheap, but not all hosting is the same. DreamHost wins best of awards year after year. You get unlimited disk space, unlimited bandwidth, and even the low-cost plans put your sites on high-performance SSDs. Want to know more about what DreamHost has to offer? Go to technightowl.com slash host. Once again, that's technightowl.com slash host. First came Attack of the Rockoids, and it was a critically acclaimed success. And now there is the coming of the Protectors. A former military intelligence man is contacted by a space woman in a dream. A dream that turns out to be a nightmare, because evil forces on our distant planet are planning to conquer the Earth. This is gripping science fiction of the classic kind. Attack of the Rockoids and the coming of the Protectors. Find out more at rockoids.com. That's rockoids, R-O-C-K-O-I-D-S, dot com. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. Do you have a family? Would you like to help make sure they'll be taken care of if anything were to happen to you? If you answered yes, you probably need life insurance. Now, do you think life insurance is expensive? If you answered yes to that, too, you definitely need to give AIG Direct a call. We could find you a quarter of a million dollar policy for just $14 a month, which means you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Call us now for a free, no obligation quote. 1-800-919-5435. Since 1995, we've helped millions of people find out if they could save up to 70% on their term life insurance. 
see how affordably we can help you protect your family. Call AIG Direct now for your free quote. 1-800-919-5435. You could save up to 70%. That's 1-800-919-5435. 1-800-919-5435. Hi, this is Paul, otherwise known to the listeners as Mr. Kate Delaney. The missus has come up with an amazing solution to what plagues most of us. That nagging feeling you're meant to do something more. After more than a decade of her best interviews with world-class mentors and her own groundbreaking life experiences, Deal Your Own Destiny is finally here, presented to you by Forbes Books. Reading Kate's book is like sitting down with a trusted friend who has a lifetime of wisdom to share. Some of what you'll discover in this book includes learning how to play to your strengths, finding people who lift you up, and how to make the right moves to become extraordinary. No matter where you are on your journey, this book will give you inspiration and the tools you need to get to where you want to be, whatever that means to you. No one gets to decide the hand they're dealt in life, so become the dealer. Get Deal Your Own Destiny on Amazon.com or at booksellers near you. This is George Dory from Coast to Coast AM and History Channel's Ancient Aliens. We support the amazing energy, nutrition, and skincare products from Jeunesse. Jeunesse products are designed by leading doctors in their field with natural ingredients and even stem cell technology. These products help your body perform and look better. Shop Jeunesse at GCNLife.com or call 1-844-443-6637. GCNLife.com or 844-443-6637. Many people believe they don't control their own destiny because they haven't chosen to take the first step towards the life they've always dreamed of. Let them continue just getting by while you make the choice to do something about your future. Imagine working from home, earning the income you deserve. Start small or dream big. Work part-time or full-time. You choose the pace. Just visit startlivingyoung.com. That's startlivingyoung.com. And click on the Be Your Own Boss tab. Discover Juness, a state of You're listening to the Tech Night Owl live with Gene Steinberg. You never know what's going to happen next. So Andrew Orr from the Mac Observer joining us. And you were mentioning here that they had to use maybe another satellite or something. The other problem with the satellite internet is latency. So if you're doing, for example, this kind of chat, I'm talking to you, it goes up to the satellite and down to the recipient. There's going to be a fraction of a second delay Mm -hmm. back and forth. Playing games would be a non-starter. Also, satellite providers traditionally have had low bandwidth caps. Almost, for example, like you find with your mobile phone. Or they have the fake unlimited where you get unlimited, but really, once you reach a certain threshold, it just follows speed. So unlimited with your wireless provider is fake. So satellite you have to do in certain areas, but what if you don't have a clear line of sight to your satellite? You're screwed. Mm -hmm. Okay, by the way, I'm just looking here at Hughes Satellite Internet. They're now claiming 25 megabit speed. I guess that's downloads. They don't say what the upload speed is. It says speed may vary. And they have this in 
light gray over dark gray, so you can't read the darn thing. They <laughs> also claim that they give you more data, but it's contradictory. It says unlimited data, and then it says if you exceed your month's plan, oh, it's the same trick. Unlimited, but once you reach your plan limit, it's throttled. It's the same scam that the wireless providers do. I'm not sure uh, if my sister's satellite gave them some kind of data cap. I I would imagine it would be probably similar to this fake and limited. But the thing is that when the guy came to install it, they did say it would be fast enough for them to do gaming and high-definition video streaming, but it's not. It's still really slow. And uh, I stayed there last month in order to watch their cats when they went on a trip. And I couldn't even do a video conference with the rest of my colleagues. It was just too slow. So the key here is that you have to have the proper line of sight for something like this. And if you don't, you're kind of messed up. Although a DSL provider will be able to possibly use your phone connection, copper wire, to get you something a little faster than dial-up. Oh, okay. But I don't know. It depends how far you are from their pedestal. You know, that's where they have their repeaters and everything, their network interface. If it's too far away from the origin point, the speed will be treacherous. That's the limit with DSL, by the way. The closer you get, the better performance you get. But you still Mm -hmm. have DSL. I mean, CenturyLink still offers DSL in the Phoenix area. And they get you up to 100 megabits. Really. I lived in a place I had 80. At the same price people pay 20. Oh, wow. I had 80. I had 80 down, 40 up. Better than Cox. Cox will only give me 30 up. So, look at that. That was pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty nice. Yeah. What kind of internet do you have where you are? It's basically just uh, standard Wi-Fi. I think it might be through Charter. Okay. And I would say it has pretty decent speeds. Okay. It depends on what you consider decent, but can you get Netflix without buffering and all that stuff um actually yeah i'm in some cases or it it won't play for maybe a couple seconds but other than that it's it's pretty good i watch netflix and itunes a lot briefly because we only have a few minutes left what was your perception of the apple event the media event where they rolled out the presentation of their future tv shows Anything, and you've seen the list you've published it over at Mac Observer, anything in their programming list mm-hmm. so far that interests you at all? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm a big science fiction fan, and they are going to be having um, two or three sci-fi shows that they announced so far. I'm, I'm sure they might have some in the future. Uh, one of them is... Uh, I forget what his name is, but he was the guy that directed the Battlestar Galactica, like the newer series in the early 2000s. Ronald, so I like that. Ronald D. Moore, his name. And he also worked with one yeah. of the Star Trek series. I like that Battlestar Galactica, except the final episode it was really screwed. <laughs> it's like they mm-hmm. arrived on Earth 100,000 years ago or something. 
and we are their descendants. That was the whole trick of finding Earth. We didn't know that this was happening a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away or something like that. Maybe that's where he got his inspiration. But he did really good work, and so he's going to have that series. Something based on Isaac Asimov's foundation novels, which are very intricate, very complicated. Be nice to Mm -hmm. see what they're doing there. M. Night Shyamalan has something more in the horror field. You see, I can say his name, by the way. M. Night Shyamalan did Sixth (laughs) Sense and all that stuff. Unbreakable, he's had two sequels for that one, with Samuel L. Jackson and Bruce Willis, I think. He's doing well with that. I worry about Oprah Winfrey, but you see, the presentation there wasn't what they call an upfront, which is where you display all your new shows. It was designed to show Hollywood, I think. You can express your own opinion. To show Hollywood, Mm -hmm. we're in business. Look at the people we've attracted. J.J. Abrams, Ronald D. Moore, Steven Spielberg, Oprah Winfrey, Jennifer Aniston, (laughs) Reese Witherspoon, all these people. Now, you know, I have nothing against Oprah Winfrey. I'm just kind of goofing on her. But it's showing that big names are participating. They bring them on stage. Because those big names are participating, you, fellow producer, director, should get on board and sign up with Apple. Mm-hmm. Is that what you think it was? Yeah, I think it, that's exactly what happened. I think, you know, it kind of dragged along just because they were doing that. They just pulled like one celebrity out from behind the stage after another just to tell a little bit of, you know, what each one was working on. We didn't really get any other details like price, just that it will be available in the fall. But yeah, I, I agree. I think that was more for the business people in Hollywood than it was for consumers. During the quarterly call with financial analysts during their financials, I think Tim Cook said something about it being a subscription service. But that's it. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be configured. I don't know. I know that even if Apple has two or three shows, it wouldn't be worth it unless it was really cheap. It's like CBS All Access, for example. CBS All Access has the full lineup of back CBS shows. They've got the sequel to The Good Wife, which I thought was a great show, but not with the two original stars. They've got Star Trek Discovery. Is that enough? I mean, right now they seem to have um, a lot of shows to get started. But yeah, the big thing is going to be price. Some people have said it will be $10 a month. Other people have said maybe $15. And one or two people even say, well, what if they just release it for free? I don't think they would do that, but I could see maybe $10 being the price because Netflix raised their price recently, and I think they're at $12 a month. Yeah, but remember, that's for a library of tens of thousands of films and TV shows, right. not just a couple of dozen. And Netflix, I think it's like thirteen, fourteen ninety nine if you get the 4K streams. Hey, Andrew, where can we find more of your stuff? Um, Yeah, you can find me on the Mac Observer, um, MacObserver.com. You can find me on Twitter. Um, My username is Andrew or not. Yeah, that's usually where I am. You can find us on Twitter. Look for Tech Night Owl. You can also find Gene Steinberg on Facebook. If you look, the guy with the red plaid shirt that I still own. If you see it, that's me. We also have the premium version of this show, which is free of network ads, enhanced audio called Tech Night Owl Plus. For more information, go to plus.technightowl.com. That's plus.technightowl.com. Let me tell you, folks, 
This is the best way for you to support this show. So it's something you should check out. All right. Andrew Orr, thank you so much for joining us on the Tech Night Out Live. Yeah, thanks for having me. The Tech Night Owl Live is a copyrighted presentation of Making the Impossible Incorporated. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel.